Audio Jungle. My name is Marsha and welcome to my very first episode of Reasonings with Marsha Joandi. On this lovely day, I am so thankful to be able to sit here recording this for you guys. But just real quick, let me introduce myself. I'm just an ordinary girl majoring in advertising but loves to share what's in the industry. So that's why I wanted to start this podcast, you know. To share my knowledge or any insights, any latest news about it. So, let's get started. This COVID-19 situation really makes you think, right? It's been a tough couple of months and I hope everyone is doing well. At this point, there is no more room for denial. We have come to terms of what's happening and the quicker we accept what we're going through, and what we are about to go through, the more chances of survival we will have. But let's face it, it's going to be a bumpy next couple of months since they just announced the new, the latest PKP. But let's get through this together. For this episode, we're going to talk about advertising trends during COVID-19, specifically the rise of e-commerce. As the term suggests, E-commerce is the buying and selling of goods and services or the transmitting of funds or data over an electronic network, primarily the internet. These business transactions occur either as business-to-business, B2B, business-to-consumer, B2C, consumer-to-consumer, or consumer-to-business. But to make it easy for you guys, e-commerce is everything right now like for example the one that you always hear every day on your phone that notification that one specific one that goes shopee <laughs> you like you know right so that's one of the example of e-commerce is a way that we used to buy traditionally like we pay on the counter but now it's online so yeah The COVID-19 pandemic has completely transformed the retailing industry and one of the most obvious changes has been in the e-commerce market, which has experienced huge growth in a short period of time. Forbes actually reported that the pandemic has boosted e-commerce by 4 to 6 years in the United States, while CNBC reported that the sector's boom in Southeast Asia will continue long after the pandemic is over. Take for instance, um, Lazada. We all know it's one of the biggest sites for online shopping, right? And it is also one of the sites that escalated in 2020, with millions of orders placed and an average rise of 80% compared to pre-pandemic levels. This is what Leo Chow, their CEO, said. The platform saw steady growth across 2020 compared to last year, with the fastest growing month a red showing a revenue rise of nearly 120% year-on-year and an 80% increase in daily active buyers year-on-year. You can see how everything has moved online. Due to the restrictions, lockdown, people are afraid to go outside. To actually 
uh, to risk getting infected is not worth it. I think I read somewhere in an article at CNBC, it said that the year 2030, in terms of what retail and commerce would look like in that year, has been pulled into 2020. So that's what happens in two ways. On the supply side, you actually have a tale of two completely different retail worlds. You have this archaic retailers that have been resisting change that viewed multi-channel as a strategy, when it's not. It's a tactic. But then you have the other side, these resilient retailers. Some of these companies that are new to the market, that have been around a couple of years, that are quickly pivoted and adapted, and they're succeeding. But you also have companies like Heinz Ketchup that are using Shopify, which is an American uh, online platform, and in a matter of a couple of days, completely changed their business model to go direct to consumer. And in many ways, it's really exciting to see. But there is two different retail worlds. On the other side, you have demand. And I think consumers are voting with their wallets right now. They want to buy from independent brands. But I think you saw the stat over the weekend. I think I saw CNBC tweeted that this e-commerce as a percentage of a total retail, it took about 8 years to go from like 5%. This is like 15% and it's taken 10 weeks to go from 15 to over 24%. So you have this incredible catalyzing of retail and commerce and those that are adapting are doing really great. And those are not, unfortunately, being left behind. People are increasingly inclined to shop online when conventional shopping becomes difficult or even frightening. The fact that customers had already embraced Lazada, Shopee, and other online retailers made the move even easier. Kieran going to discuss a few factors that actually contribute to the growth of e-commerce. So number one, new shopping behaviors. People's purchasing habits have shifted as a result of the quarantine. These habits have become rooted as a result of the situation's persistence. But this does not mean that customers wouldn't like venture out more once the stores are open. People still want to go out because being who likes being cooped up in a house? However, this does not mean they would just let go that very addictive and soothing feeling of online shopping. It's just based on it just depends on the situation really. If you want to go outside, take the right SOP measures. Don't like, you just go out and just think for yourself. Think think everything like, oh, it's okay. The COVID won't get me. Don't don't be like that. You know, don't be like that person. If you want to go out, take the right precautions. But it's better, you know. Online shopping is easier. Number two, because of the exponential growth of mobile devices, it is now easier than ever to search and shop online. I agree, because customers can put orders now with one hand using a computer that is likely to be in their hand or pocket at all times. We can all agree how convenient online shopping is right now. Say, for example, you wanted to search for something on your date, maybe some cute shoes or that really nice shirt to wear on that day so you open up that platform you search for it 
let's say you're a girl, you want to attract this guy you like, okay? So you see the shoes, maybe you want to wear heels or maybe you want sneakers. You search for it, you see different kind and then you add it to the cart and you check out and you instantly pay it and now it is cheap. That process probably could take you like maybe 5 to 10 minutes. How time-saving is that when compared to conventional shopping? Like for traditional shopping like that, it could take you almost 1 to 2 hours just because you want to search for the right shop, that right shoes, that right, that right shirt. It's really a hassle really. But you see, with the the convenience of your phone, you can just check it. Just just pull it right back from your back pocket and it, it's there. Next one is number three. Even when certain products were inaccessible in physical stores, there are ways to buy online. Say, items like maybe toilet paper, which had become... A problem in brick and mortar stores could be purchased or pre-ordered online. In Malaysia, do you remember early days, the early years, eh, no, 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 the early months of uh, COVID when the start of pandemic, people were panic buying everything from the stores, from the shelves, everything gone. Why? It was such an unnecessary move. Because you know that it is not the end of the world yet. We have procedures. We have steps. We should just like, you know. But this is was when people didn't discover online yet. Because, you know, the anxiety, the pressure from the COVID-19. People are like, okay, I need to get this done. I need to, I need to buy it in large amount. That was when the gardenia incident happened. That Oh my god, I remember that part. I just wanted to buy my loaf of bread. And it's always sold out. Because why? At that time, people were like... Like, buy it in like ridiculously large amount. And suddenly, every Malaysian now loves bread. Suddenly. But one thing that was really upsetting... When you see people uh, posted this online. A picture of... Uh, uneaten uh, that loaf of bread because why because they bought too much you know how short the expiration date for breads right so there's just a waste of products and thanks to online right now you can just purchase it you can just pre-order it if you can't find it on physical stores more and more customers now appreciate the convenience of online shopping while the restrictions imposed by COVID-19 may have made online shopping even more appealing. This is actually becoming a long-term trend that's likely to continue well into the post-pandemic future. In order to make the most of this, businesses need to offer transparency, flexible policies, and convenient omnichannel solutions for shoppers. That's all for today's episode, folks. I would love to thank everybody who's listening. 
willing to lend their ears to hear me babbling about things. And this is actually a new experience to me because I love to talk. So to be able to share my thoughts and speak whatever that comes to that mind of mine. So on this small microphone, it's just so cool. Anyways, if you have any questions or feedbacks, feel free to share it with me. Also, do follow my social media on FB or LinkedIn at Marsha Joardi. Let's get connected. See you on the next episode. Bye.